Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 205 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with Lauren. Hi, everyone. How are we today, Lauren? We're okay. I was feeling really, really tired, but then I went for a run, and now I feel sprightly. Second wind. Yeah. Yeah, we are yeah, actually recording pretty late tonight, actually. I know, I know. I go for my run after we put the kids down. So, yeah, this is post post all of that. And I was post doing the outline in pitch black, which was quite tiring I often and probably do, not advisable. I often do come up here and you are just like working in the black. It's just because like moving from my chair to the light, it's quite far, but, as in like two but, meters. But Daryl, we literally have Hugh for that reason. My phone is also next to the light oh, switch here so we that go. then makes the whole smart light redundant well then we just need to bring the switch up we have a switch that I we do. could use it's true but it would turn all of the lights on i think i think this podcast should now be renamed first world problems <laughs> i know because we do have a lot of them but you don't actually care yeah it's only but- me who i'm like you need to turn on the light because otherwise you're going to go blind. I did feel as though my eyes were starting to get a little bit strained, but that was only because I was trying to really find a good piece of music to put on the show. Because mm. obviously Final Fantasy VIII Remastered came out. We have to talk about it. Yes. And I was like, well, we had a piece of Final Fantasy VIII music on last show because we were talking about the VIII Remaster at Gamescom. Should we do it again? Yes, of course yeah. we should. But then I had to try and find another good arrangement. Oh, goodness me. And I think, well, th- this is going to potentially come across as bad. So I'm going to caveat this and say I'm sorry in advance. But I was listening to the whole successor album from the Material Collective that came mm. out, I think, uh, three years ago. Yeah. And it's like 80 tracks. Yeah. But I was listening to them all. And I was just like... Yeah, these are all technically good. Like they're all really like live instrumentation and stuff, and it's. Mm. But I just none of them really click mm. with me. I don't know why. I think that's just that just is the thing. I think it's also like I was looking at some of the reviews on Bandcamp, and I think one of the guys hit a nail on the head for me, which was, you know, like the OC remix albums. They yeah. used to have it so that there's just it kind of goes in the running order of the game. Mm. Um, and there's, there's, I mean, there's a theme-ish mm. for the style of the album, but it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. But this one was more that there's no set running order. So there's mm. like five arrangements of the same piece, uh, all in completely okay. different styles. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess it's a bit like the, the track, the, um, album we were listening to in the, in the car on the way to the doctors today, like the, um... Game chops. Video game remixes. It's like technically like some of them are like, you know, they're decent tracks or whatever. But like, you know, you kind of get tired after the la- the like third Legend of Zelda theme remix. You're just kind of like, all right, I've, I've had enough of that. You know, it's good. It's a good thong- song, but <laughs> a good thong, <laughs> a good thong. But yeah, I need something new. But no, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be a downer about the album. Like, there's lots no. of really good stuff on there. I say it's, it's technically very good. And I would say that the, the caliber of people they had on the album to arrange was so, so high quality. Mm. Um, but something didn't... Yeah, just like, I guess, the running, like, the general production of it in terms of, like, the set 
orders the tracks they arranged it just seemed all over the place like it wasn't it was like you'd go from i think libero fatale was the first track mm. but then they had like the landing on the last disc or something mm. like it was just kind of yeah it was a, a bit of a mishmash anyway so today we're actually going to be talking about the final fantasy remaster in more detail mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about the good the bad and potentially the ugly depending on how we go about things yeah we could just talk about the ugly and the bad yeah depending on how we how we go yeah we'll try not to be too ugly though but before we do we must thank our patreon supporters and we're going to kick things off with nahi klablawi guideseeker chris morales michael graham Barry norton at nortron zero theron bullen at massacre 23 tori patrick fayaz Bilal, lewis james zach duranto rachel castadon at urban ray muhammad Quayam. zelda clone at apes type novels Darren Matthews at Doomster73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Alex and Rachel Troutman at Akira Name Jin. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Miles Ribbons. David Kelrell. Chris Pope at Dr. Pop181. Jenik Naud at Jenik Naud. Freya Stella. Hunter Morgan. And we have a new Patreon supporter, and I'm really sorry. I'm not 100% sure on the name, but I'm going to go Flipsiadnus. So let me know. If that is the right pronunciation. Let me know how I did. (laughs) But thank you guys so much for supporting us. Thank you guys. And we really appreciate it. Okay, so the Final Fantasy VIII Remaster just came out on my birthday. I know. Thank you, Square. So that's that's two releases on birthdays now. Yeah. Because Final Fantasy XV came out on Ali's birthday, VIII Remaster on my birthday. We just need one for Lauren and Lizzie now, and we've got the complete set. Yeah. So if if you're listening, Square... Yeah. You know what to do. Yeah, April 25th. Come on. You know, you got to get something out on April 25th. So, um, yeah, I think we'll start off with the good. It's always good to start off with the good. Yeah, I good, agree. Good, good, good. I good. agree. Um, so, I think, obviously, after they announced the remaster at E3, there was a lot of positivity around it. Um, they had a, a showing at Gamescom as well. And I think, like, maybe in the week leading up to it, people started to get... I think especially the PC community was starting to get a little bit mm, mm-hmm. about this. But I think what I've seen is that over the years, and I think you've seen it too, that there's been quite a lot of general negativity creeping in around Final Fantasy VIII. I, when it came out, I just had nothing but love for the game. Uh, I think you were very similar. Yeah. Well, I didn't know any better. <laughs> that sounds bad. But I didn't know any different. It was my first game. Well, you'd know whether it was, you enjoyed it or not. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, you mean like when it when it came out now? No, when it first oh, came out, like when it like ninety nine or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I liked it after I played it. Yeah, so like we, it was positive. Yeah, we, people liked it. Yeah, I had a good, um, I had a good relationship. I think, I think people that played the NES and SNES era may have been a bit, mm, but. You know, that's what happens when they have the generational shifts. We're going through it right yeah. now with the 12, 13, and 15. Um, but, like, in recent years, Final Fantasy VIII has gone from being generally, like, top three or four Final Fantasy game to now, on some lists, it's, like, number nine or number ten. Yeah. And it's basically come this thing where it's cool to hate on Final Fantasy VIII because... It's cool to hate oh, everything. the junctioning system sucks and the draw system and all this stuff and the characters aren't likable and... There's many excuse, more many reasons we've seen over the year, like last five years, really, that mm. people have started to kind of smack on Final Fantasy VIII as not being as good as people remember. Yeah. But weirdly enough, 
I'd say in the week building up to Final Fantasy VIII Remaster, I was seeing the same kind of stuff like, oh, Final Fantasy VIII's not that great. The junction system's really hard, convoluted. Uh, it's not as good as you think or as remember. And then in the couple of days afterwards, you've got people saying, oh, yeah, I didn't think I was going to like Final Fantasy VIII because I didn't remember it being that great. And now I love it again. And it yeah. reminded me like why I love it. And like it's just like this weird thing where just putting the game out again because it hasn't been out for such a long time yeah they had the playstation one classic version and the steam port which everyone kind of despises yeah um but it's good once you fix it yeah once you fix it through mods um yeah there's been there's not really been a reason for people to remember why the game was good in the first place Mm. yeah i mean i Final Fantasy VIII was my first was my first Final Fantasy, so I always had that love for it. And actually, at the time when I played it, I really didn't like Seven. I know that that's really sacrilege of me, but like I, I went back and I played Seven, and then I played Nine. I I preferred Nine to Seven, um, but Eight was still always the one that I just connected with the most. I think because I was a teenager, or well, close to becoming a teenager at the time. So all the kids who were in this game kind of represented the headspace that I was in, in terms of just like, they were irrational, they were angry, they were angsty, they were, you know, um, they were figuring themselves out and stuff, like, they were stumbling through love and, like, feelings and stuff, like, that was me, you know, or at least the start of me, and, um, so I th- I thought of them as reasonable. I didn't I didn't think of them as anything else. And then the junction system, it was the first Final Fantasy system I ever played, so I just didn't really know any different. I mean, when I when I first played it, granted, I was I was like 10, so I kind of fumbled through it, but I made it through and I actually beat the game. So it couldn't have been that hard. But people just like to hate stuff that's different. I mean, to be fair, I'm not the biggest 12 fan, so like I, I do it as well with twelve. I don't say it's the worst game ever, but I just say I just I just don't get on with I just don't get on with the game system. I mean, the draw system is pretty tedious. It is a bit, but it's also really helpful because, like, I'm finding now, um, as I'm going through it again, I'm not really like I'm kind of re-remembering how to play, um, because I haven't I haven't really touched it in ages, but I just kind of draw it's cool to draw things from enemies and then cast it like immediately after so it doesn't really matter if you don't have it in your in your um magic you can just get it from them like if you don't want to waste your cure spells or well yeah if you don't want to waste your cure spells you can just maybe get it from an enemy and then use it on your on your teammates and stuff like i i I find that really fun and sometimes like they have it gives you the opportunity to get some magics really early. Like I just got Blazaga from uh, the uh, Timber... Um, Gero Gero. Uh, Timber Maniacs. No, Timber Maniacs. Oh, okay. you have the, they have a draw point for Blazaga. And it's just like you wouldn't have that in the other ones. You don't, wait, you don't get Blazaga until like ages. Granted, I won't get another Blazaga draw point for a while. But like I can equip that already and it's fine. Yeah. 
I just really like it. I think also going back to what you said about the the characters and the age, it was the first one where the characters were all the same age. Yeah. Up until this point, the there were the different tropes. So you always had like the young upstart. So yeah, Cloud and Aerith and Tifa were younger. They were like 17, 18. But then you also had like Sid and Barrett who yeah. were much older. And that was pretty much common throughout all of the earlier games where you had the younger characters and then the older characters. But the younger characters never really seemed young. No. Except for Yuffie and like... Well, yeah, they had like Realm. Yeah. They were like four they or seemed, seven or they ten. They seemed young. Yeah, but they were... Yeah, they were actually like four. You're just like, are you actually four? Really? Would you be going out and fighting monsters at four years old? My daughter is almost four. Can I imagine her going out into the wild and slaying some kind of beast? Because four, right? I think so, yeah. It's just ridiculous. But they no, just like, kind of throw I, it I, out um, there. From watching you replay it again, it's really reminded me of the fact that, like, Squall, he doesn't refer to himself as an adult. No. He, he talks about other people like Sid and Adia as adults, even though he's 17. And that's not really, like, Cloud wasn't going around saying, I'm not an adult. Yeah. He or was like he was an adult. He was like a manly guy holding a massive, huge sword mm-hmm. and beating the crap out of people. He wasn't kind of dealing with these things in the same way. Yeah. Whereas like Squall is the same age, and they actually made him seem like an adolescent. Yeah. He's introverted. He gets really annoyed by really mundane things <laughs> like going to talk to people and then they go on and on and on forever and you're just like oh my god shut up <laughs> and they are like the whole um the uh festival mm. as well like that's such a school kid thing to do yeah you just don't have anything like that in the other games it's yeah. all really serious and, and like, like it's selfie's world like she doesn't care about anything else except for the fact that she has to get this garden festival and that's like the biggest thing in her life at the moment but yeah and like doing it again as well it just made me appreciate the fact that the world is the first world where it is where it is all just teenagers like you're going around the garden and you're seeing these girls like get all giddy over squall or over other boys and complaining about like school things and it's just i i just love it i really i really do love final fantasy 8 for that um it was just because it's different yeah it was so different and i think also on on the good side the remaster again it's it's brought back that positivity it's kind of put final fantasy 8 front of mind and i think it's good that that everything's been focused around the game's core Mm. so they've yeah people still have problems with the junctioning system and the draw point and everything but at its core final fantasy 8 is a great game and I think the main thing, and it's the same when they announced the legacy campaign last year, that it's now a chance for people who have Xbox and have Switch to actually play Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. Because the game came out 20 years ago. Yeah. So unless you have a PlayStation 1 or a PlayStation 3 or a PSP or a or, Vita <laughs> or a PC, uh, or a PC um, <laughs> unless you have everything there may there may not have been the chance for you to check this game out yeah and I, I, obviously when you list them out like that yeah the yeah. chance are you can have one of them but you know the PSP came out a long time ago now the Vita is pretty much gone you know if you if you came into this 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 current console generation is your first generation because you are I don't know like a 12 13 14 year old yeah you would never have had the chance to play Final Fantasy 8 before really and even us, like, 
we have a PlayStation 3. I can't be bothered to hook it up. Mm-hmm. I could play the original Final Fantasy uh, on that if I wanted to because of yeah. the emulation that it has. Likewise, you've got the PC version. But it just, it was another avenue that, that enabled people to play the game. And I, I think that's why when the, the legacy campaign campaign uh, was announced and 8 wasn't in there, there was a lot of disappointment around it. Because I, I think I've said before, I even had random people at work coming up to me saying like, I've never played a Final Fantasy game before. Um, I've just seen that they're, annou- they're releasing all the games on the current generation systems. Which one should I get? Yeah. Like there are so many, you think about the fact that, you know, Final Fantasy 7 is, I say only, but in the grand scheme of things, like in comparison to how much GTA 5 has sold, it's tiny. Yeah. There are le- there are loads of games that have sold more than Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the, the Final Fantasy world, like our world, it's the best-selling game. It's sort of 13, 14 million copies. That's huge. Yeah. But in the gaming landscape, that's tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Like Fallout can do that in a weekend. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, you know, it's just crazy. Well, The Witcher 3 smashed that completely. Like, I'm sure Cyberpunk's going to absolutely oh, yeah. destroy that. Yeah. You know, so there are... It, there are so many people out there that have never played a Final Fantasy game and just small things like this give them that. I think, oh, I've heard so much about Final Fantasy VIII and now I actually have the chance to go and check it out. Whereas, yeah, yeah before, like current, prior to this remaster release, the only way you could play it was Steam. Yeah. With a really bad port. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of takes us on to the bad because... Yeah, it's great for people on Xbox One, Switch, and PlayStation 4. But on the PC, it's really unfortunate, is is mm-hmm. what I'd say. I mean, you've bought it so far. What are your thoughts? So, I mean, it's really great to see the characters looking so, like, sort of crisp and high quality. Um, I love the fact that I didn't have to do anything to make the music great. Um, but when it comes down to it, there's quite a few things, niggling things that annoy me about it. And I mean, first and foremost, um, the uh, just the fact that I could literally do what it's done on my original version. Like just the fact that I could, there's, there's so many great mods out there. Um, I could just get the Roses and Wine mod and fix the music easily. Um, with the graphics, uh, there's a ton of mods out there. I can't think of a name of one at the and moment. And also but with yeah. that, those mods have arguably done a better job. Yeah, like it's it's literally just like a skin in my view over the original, over the regular PC version. Like it's just, that's just what it seems like. Um, So that's a bit disappointing. Some of the mechanics are a bit annoying. So like... I've I've really come to love the fast forward um mechanic in the Final Fantasy the recent remasters um and even like with um like World of Final Fantasy but this one is so daft oh my goodness like so you can only fast forward during battles and you can only fast forward like certain specific moments when you're running around the map one of the things I loved about the fact that you could fast forward in the other games was that I could speed through really, really tedious, boring maps. Um, running around Belam Garden, like, although initially it's like, this is great, I'm back in the garden, we, 
you know, after the fifth time of running around it, I'm just kind of like, all right, I really need to actually like get this done so that I can go and do something else, like put away clothes or something. Like this is just taking too long. Just for um, reference, putting away clothes in real life. In real life, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in not in Final Fantasy life. Um, so there's that. Um and yeah, it just it just feels I hate to like be so down on it, but it just feels so lazy. Like, I mean, Final Fantasy four and Final Fantasy um Final Fantasy three was it three? Got vo- like well, Final Fantasy four. I-, I can't remember if Final Fantasy three had voice acting. I feel like it did, but Final Fantasy four definitely had voice acting. Like it just needed something else in yeah. it to just solidify that it was an improvement, and they were taking the time and effort in order to make it better than the other Steam ports. Because that's the thing. Like I feel as though with Final Fantasy ten the remaster it's clear you look yeah. at a, a screenshot between the the original playstation 2 version the playstation 3 version and even the playstation 4 version and you can see the improvements that they have made the character models clearly improved but they improved all of the backgrounds as well yeah. they redid the soundtracks which some people like some people don't like so you've got that point that preference there if you want it to mm-hmm. they added additional content yeah. Like they added um, the audio drama, which again, some people don't like, but some people do. They they did stuff to make it more worthwhile. Yeah, and the speeding up was also was also included as well. Um, I can't remember if it was in the PlayStation version or PS Vita version, but it's definitely in the PC version, and that's great. Mm. Whereas this, it just it just seems as though yeah, like I I understand the benefit of them having it. They're making it available for place people on like Switch and Xbox One and PlayStation Four, but for PC users, it just—and this is where it gets onto the ugly, I guess—it just seems like an unfortunate cash grab. Yeah, and I feel as though, yeah, there probably would have been backlash if they said it's coming out on every single platform other than the PC. Yeah, but now that they've done it and people see what it is—that it is basically just the the original Steam version that they released, which is a, a port of the bad PC version that released way back in nine, well, 2000. It's just annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, what was it? Like 18 pounds for that? Yeah. It should have just been like a five pound. Which is more up- expensive than the old version, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, Like it could have been a like, five pound upgrade or something like an up five pound like patch or something like you could you could pay like five pound in order to if you already have it in your like inventory you could you could pay five pound to get the remaster version and i guess the i mean there's the whole thing around um why it's taken so long and there's the i guess rumors about the code being lost um i happen to believe those rumors i know some people don't yeah i do um but like yeah sure they've done a lot of work to kind of back engineer this so that they could actually do it they spoke about having to do that for final fantasy 9 but i'd say that kind of it's not even a re- they don't even classify it as a remaster but i'd say it looks better yeah than what they've done with this yeah and yeah the point is that if you look at the steam reviews for the remaster i think it's at 40 percent positive which is really bad yeah and most of the comments are just like 
Square is a or Square Enix is a multi-million pound development studio. Mm-hmm. They they knew it was going to release this year. They could have announced it during the Legacy of Final Fantasy campaign, which was last September. Yeah. Clearly, they didn't really know what, how it was progressing. They've had to put a lot of work into it to just get it to this state. And like, it's just kind of embarrassing, yeah. really. And I, I like, yeah, you said, I don't want to be too down on it, but it's just modders who are not being paid to do this yeah. have done a better job. And yeah. Basic, you're paying twenty pounds for a bit of convenience in terms of you don't have to use them. But I guess that's the thing. Like, if you don't have the knowledge of how to use mods, mm. fine. But if you do have the knowledge to use mods, then there's just literally no point because, yeah, the roses and wine mod fixes the pad soundtrack in the original Steam version. Mm. People have done much better work on upgrading the backgrounds. Uh, and like we've seen um, from the screenshots for Final Fantasy IX, like people have been using AI to uprender, uh, upscale the backgrounds. Yeah. The the character models are decent. Yeah. But again, people have done mods to upgrade them themselves. Yeah. It doesn't, outside of nostalgia and bringing it back in front of mind, there doesn't really seem to be much of a point in this remaster. Here is actually some of the ones that I found. Um, this was the one I was going to do. And I... Uh, like to further caveat that there's a lot of like YouTube videos that you can just watch to um to actually like do the modding like if you want to if you want to install the mod there's like tutorials on how to on how to get it to work um there's Final Fantasy VIII Ultra uh Lunatic Pandora mod um that's like the really 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 good one and then there's um I mean I don't I won't pretend to know like a lot about modding. I won't pretend to know like too much about it. Um, but like there's F Final Fantasy VIII Gido Sato. Um, I think the other thing about this, the remastered version is that they seem to take stuff away as well. Mm. So we were noticing that there's no way to turn off the background music anymore. Yeah, there's zero. But granted, in the other one, in the other version, there wasn't as well. But you could still, on the PC, there was you a way that you can manipulate it, it. Which I think has been taken away. But yeah. They took away the analog, like it's eight-way running now. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Yeah, which is really frustrating at times when you're just trying to talk to somebody and you're just like, oh my God, can you just squall? Come on, come on, just move this slightly. We did, but, but yeah. Um, yeah, it just seems, it just seems worse. And it's just a shame. Like, I mean, so the characters all look okay, but then there's some bits that are really bad as well, which also actually kind of, kind of challenges the lost code thing. Because I would think if they didn't lose the code, or sorry, I would think, yeah, I would think if they didn't lose the code, like in the ballroom scene with Squall when he's drinking, you would think that they would have fixed the animation with him drinking from the glass, but he still smashes the glass into his face. I think that's the thing. They So the PC, from what I understand, the PC version was yeah. made by back engineering the PlayStation version. Mm. And I feel as though to make this one, they've kind of tried to do the same thing, which mm. is why it's taken a while and they've changed certain models, certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it's just odd the way it's... One more thing, the aspect ratio. 
So the FMVs, they have. Yeah. I guess they have the FMVs because they can rip those. But I mean, like the fact that it's square instead of being like widescreen. Like there's some people on YouTube who have HD versions of the um, FMVs and stuff, and they're widescreen, and yet Square Enix was just like, no, we can't make it widescreen. The whole thing is just odd. Yeah. I just feel like there's a part of the puzzle that we're missing. Even if they just did what they did for Final Fantasy IX Remaster, where they had like that little crafty border around it, like make that kind of like the board, the remaster branding where you just have the little pretty border around it. I feel as though part of it though is that it's them kind of saying in some ways we want to stick to the original vision mm. and then in other ways saying, well, actually we want to change some bits of it. Yeah, like make up your mind. Because, yeah, like Final Fantasy IX, they, uh, Shinji Hashimoto said that they rebuilt the game in the Unity engine. Mm. So they could have made modifications to it if they wanted to. Yeah. They just chose not to. Yeah. I mean, they made enough modifications to Squall's hair. Yeah, I mean, to the point where he kind of doesn't even look like the same character anymore. No. But it is. it is also... <laughs> It is really weird seeing them, like, actually being able to see their faces. I know a lot of people have been saying, like, um, those uh, garden, the garden committee or whatever they are, the ones with the big yellow the hats. Faculty. People were always just kind of like, uh, I saw some people on Twitter saying, oh, my God, they actually, that's actually their hat. I thought they were just some kind of alien creature. And I think I, I felt the same. I thought they were some kind of alien weird thing. But no, they just have, like, really weird hats I on. I haven't seen what Norg looks like yet. Yeah, no, Norg is going to be weird. Um, but, I mean, Jiro Jiro um, still lived up to his creep-tastic ways. That guy is so creepy. Lauren almost put the controller down and ran out of the house. I just hate that part so much. I hate the fake president. But that's something else that, that could be good at putting the good, is that I'm remembering how many great sequences there are in Final Fantasy VIII. That make it all so, I mean, worth it's, it. It's been good for the nostalgia alone. Like, so oh we, my god, we shouldn't, we shouldn't ignore the fact that them just putting the game front of mind again has been really good for them. Like I was saying to Daryl that like there is seriously like I can't think of another Final Fantasy that has so many memorable set pieces like in the game. The Barry like, Fatali sequence. Yeah. The landing. Yeah. We've got the garden fight. The space mission. Even just the fight against Adia in that um, in Gal uh, Galbadia yep. uh, garden, like that is just so epic. Her smashing through the window, the parade, going into space, like there's just so many, so many great sequences in that game that it's just it's just crazy. Like it really does play so well, and it's so much fun. That it is almost sort of like it is worth it playing it again. Like, honestly, you know, if you don't own the Steam version yet or you're like umming and awing about it, I 100% recommend it. And if you don't want to have to go through the modding, buy the remaster version. But either way, I think it's definitely worth playing at least once. Agreed. Mm. And with that, we are going to wrap up our conversation about. The Eight Remaster. Okay. And talk about the arrangement because it's actually quite interesting. So it's an arrangement of Balam Garden and it's by Mega Logan 
Megaloganiste. That's what I'm going to say. Good job, Daryl. Um, <laughs> and it's quite um, a deceptive arrangement, I'd say. So when I played it to Lauren, it was kind of like, oh, that sounds nice. And then like as it goes on, it, it gradually progresses, like subtly, it changes. And then all of a sudden, it just goes, bam. Yeah. Completely different arrangement now. Hits you in the face. I'd say that when it does that transition, I wasn't 100% sold, but about 20 to 30 seconds later, you're just like, yep, this really works. <laughs> Good job, Daryl. So hopefully you guys enjoy listening to that specific arrangement. The next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come out on the 24th of September 2019, which is after TGS, I <gasps> believe. Shocking. And, which we're uh, definitely going to have some new information. Yep, Nomura's already announced that they're going to be showing off some of the uh, members of the Turks. Mm-hmm. So that could be Reno, Rude, Rufus. Mm. Who knows? Well, technically he said Shinra, I think. Yeah. But we're assuming Turks. Yeah. Well, no. Well, yeah. 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 Because he could be saying we get to see the full reveal of President Shinra. <laughs> We're going to see some Shinra soldiers, okay? <laughs> yeah. We've seen a lot of those already, though. <laughs> but yeah, we've We're only seen... More. We only saw a, a small reveal for President Shinra. We didn't see the full thing. Mm. Uh, yeah, we haven't obviously seen any of the members of the Turks, of which Rufus is the leader, supposedly. Um, and we haven't seen, like, Scarlet, Hojo... Mm. Hojo could be a good one. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so hopefully you guys are looking forward to that. Be sure to check out all our news coverage at finalfantasy.com. And if you enjoy the show, why not check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. And with that, it's time for us to say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a finalfantasyunion.com production. <laughs>